Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Okay, now we're going to talk about the mug because you were showing okay. me the mug. So, yep. because podcasting is an audio medium, explain to everybody else who cannot see your mug what this beautiful mug says because it's really cute. Um, well, this this beautiful mug actually is quite a nice little uh, little segue into our January podcast, isn't it? Because the mug that I have bought today says on it, cup of positivity, like a cup of tea, a cup of positivity. It's definitely a line from a musical. And I, in my head, have the line and the lyric and the tune, but I can't figure out what song it comes from. So if anybody knows, please feel free to DM me because I really want to know. Cup of positivity. Don't know. Uh, that was a little delight for you in January. But yes, <laughs> this, this is, this is, this is uh, yeah, what I've brought to our January recording today. Aren't you lucky, Fab? I mean, I'm just loving that. You bought it today at time of recording. I think that is that is like brilliant. It's like, you know what? Obviously, we record a few weeks in advance. So it's like, it's the end of December to bring some January vibes to my life. I'm going to get a cup of positivity tea. Do well? Absolutely. Yeah, because you know what? You know, in December, you get a bit tired. You're a bit ready for a break. So um, I thought I would bring the positivity for our January recording. So here we go. To be honest, I don't know why I went so high there. <laughs> yes, yes, Fab. Yeah, it's really high. Squeaking, Fab. But to be honest, I think we probably, you know, time of listening, very meta, if, if, if I may. But you, we probably do need a bit of extra, a spoonful, if not a cup of positivity when we're jumping into January, because I find that this is a narrative that if you have read my posts, if you listen to my other podcasts, if anything... So many people this past year, and like 2021 was a year for a lot of people of, oof, either struggle or reinvention or, or, you know, I think there was a lot of good positives, but also there was a lot of reckoning for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I think that we need to appreciate that we're not coming, most of us, I would say, I want to hear from you as well. Well, we don't come into January from a very quiet December, because as soon as we stop working, then you're going to try and 
recreate a Christmas that you didn't feel like you had as much in 2020. So January is almost that time of hibernation, I think, for a lot of people. And so this is why positivity is good. But also, if you are feeling you need the hibernation, it's not like you need my permission to do so. But I'm going to remind you that you should and you can, because I feel we might have not given ourselves enough time in December to do that as much. Am I making sense? Yeah, totally, totally. And I think there's definitely been a feeling in 2021 about finishing the year strong, about pushing to try and get those final few, you know, sales, clients, whatever it might be, products sold. And um, I think that that can that can also mean that December is is exhausting on top of trying to recreate the Christmas that you might not have had so far on top of all the other uncertainties going on in the world. And so, yeah, do you know what? January, like I know people who take the entirety of January off just because they're like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm just going to start the year in my own way and do it in the way that I want to. And that's, I mean, that sounds dreamy, dreamy. Um, and yeah, I mean, you hit January and you get all these like pressure to start the year strong. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it is about giving, giving yourself the opportunity to do it in the way that you want to. And if you don't want to start the year strong, if you want to start the year calm and quiet and cozy and working from bed, that's okay. I, first of all, I love that. I love the idea, but also I love the fact that you reiterated literally what came into my head as you said I'm going to give myself permission potentially to take it all off because of and I could already hear my head start the year strong make 2022 year and that's great but I think the narrative can be taken two different ways and one of them can be quite overwhelming (laughs) and I think that aside from being targeted by every possible Facebook ad in the world I mean Instagram is going insane which We have a very big question, so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to cover everything. If not, we're going to push it. But there was a question also around like like relationship with Instagram because a lot of people I think are struggling with it. And I I'm finding that there's so many ads right now about how you know to streamline to set systems, which is great because it's what I do. You know, in business, we were talking about our accelerator coming up next year anyway. But you know, there's a lot of pressure still in between those those narratives. There's still a lot of pressure in July. May 2022 your year and I think you're almost putting yourself in a position and as a mindset coach I want to hear your opinion before we jump into our our big question today you know as a mindset coach there's a lot of pressure I think from your mindset perspective then you know to almost hate it and it's like any other type of slightly toxic mentality when you go into something and you feel if I don't get it right in January or if I don't get it right this month or, or this week then I'm going to constantly chase after this, make this year your year. And if you don't for any reason, then you feel like you haven't done enough or you haven't reached your expectation. Then it feels like the time has been a waste. It, I don't know if it's a case of me seeing it because I'm a bit skeptical, but I think there's something to be said there about the mentality and the loop that we can get into if we're not careful about this and the narrative that a lot of people are kind of still throwing in there like you know you know super queen get get and do this I don't know how you feel about it but I'm again I'm not sure if I'm going to take the full month off probably not actually no because we have something going on but I'm still going to be really mindful about how I talk to myself and how I introduce myself to the year if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah I think it can be 
so easy to fall into this narrative of as you say of like new year new you and especially after the last couple of years like you know I, I mean I remember certainly January 2021 where everyone was like January 2021 is going to be the year thank god 2020 is over you know we, we can all start moving forwards woohoo and you know in one way or another that is the narrative that does crop up every single January you know new year new you make this your year regardless of what's happened before you've got the chance to start afresh in January and so you're totally right we do put this pressure on ourselves sometimes to live up to that expectation of starting afresh in January of this being the only time that we can start afresh because it's a new year and suddenly because the literally one digit changes in our year from 2021 to 2022 suddenly everything is magically going to be okay this year and you know fine if that works for you cool if if that opportunity and that idea really spurs you on brilliant however I know for a lot of people they start with the best intentions in January if they're not already exhausted by the 1st of January they start with the best intentions and then within the first week 10 days they end up absolutely knackered and really struggling to keep up with that momentum and so you know, yeah, I guess something that I really like to think about here is actually how can you make January work for you? So is it true that January is the only time you can wipe the slate clean? Is it true that January is the only time that you are able to make things work for you and you are able to take control and do things in the way that you want to? Or actually, is there another way that you can do it? Is it that you can take the pressure off? in January can you you can ease yourself back into the year is it that actually you say well I'm just going to see how this month goes and I'm going to allow February to be my start or are you going to say actually do you know what I'm just going to take myself completely out of it no pressure whatsoever I know when the right time is for me and that might be the summer it might be September it might be a completely different time of year but it's just about working out you know, is it true? Is January really the only time that you can do it? Do you need to put yourself under that pressure? Or actually, how can you make yourself feel good in January? What can you do for you that's going to support you through it? First of all, yay. It's just, that's why I should ask you because I know you will be able to help me reframing because that's what you do. And I think that's that's exactly where you're knitting the head. Knitting the nail on the head. You're knitting it. You're not hitting Knitting it. the head. This is where you're knitting the head. I feel like I should have my knitting stick out. Is that what you call it? A knitting stick? A knitting I think so. I just, now all the people that do crochet and knitting are going to come after us uh, because I cannot spell things. And I can't knit, as you can tell. A knitting stick. Sorry, Fab. Do continue with your knitting, knitting on the head. So for knitting on the head, the nail, I do find that is always a case of. We want to make sure that obviously if something works for you, then do it. If it's spurs, you are in a positive way, do it. But as you said, I find there's so many people that find that this approach doesn't work for them. And it's kind of nice to just remind people that don't find that this sort of sometimes more forceful or more driven approach doesn't work ever or at specific times or we work within our own cycles. 
And because whether we like it or not, there's so much external pressure in January to perform in a certain way. I think it's really, really important that we talked about. It. And I'm glad that you could actually uh, eloquently explain that because I find you're more of an expert than I am when it comes to obviously the, that mindset piece, especially because it's almost about helping ourselves getting out of a narrative that maybe doesn't work for us, that literally every magazine, website, email, Instagram account is going to potentially talk us through. And we're like, actually, I don't want to do that. How can I just set my boundaries and kind of figure out what works for me? So thank you for that. Again, it leads us to like one question and we'll see if we can cover any more, but I'll tell you the background of this question. Obviously, you can always send us questions. We do a couple of question stickers on Instagram. You can send us a DM. But obviously, I always want to prioritize our members. So this actually come from one of our members. And I told um, Rebecca, I'm going to say her name. And I told her, I love this. We'll do our best to respond to this, but it might take up the whole thing. She was like, I appreciate that. But looking forward to hearing it. I was like, okay. So are you ready for this, Amy? I'm going to just like load us in with this. I'm so ready. I have not been prepped again for this one. <laughs> So I am so ready. Spontaneity of the spice of life. Bring it on. Go on, Fab. Stop showing my through colors. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm going to now use an excuse. And I know it's really bad, but bless. Uh, I received the question very much last minute. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to prepare Amy. And I was like, oh, but this question just came over. So I was like, okay, I'm going to probably ask this instead. So I do apologize, Amy. But the good thing about this is that it's timely because January start thinking about some direction maybe that we want to take but also I think it's quite timeless and um, th- literally the whole question reads I've been thinking a lot about reliable strategies so things I know if I do every day week or month I'll bring it will bring in a few leads nurture them and ultimately get sales you can tell Rebecca knows a lot about uh, funnels and systems that's why I love this so I think there's two questions in that so the first one is like, I've been thinking a lot about reliable strategies so things that I can do every day, week or month to bring new leads, nurture them and get sales. That's one element I think of it. And then this, the follow-up is the question, but I think it's almost separate. How do you establish a predictable income as self-employed? Which I said, this is the million dollar question. I'm, I'm putting my hand up and say, I don't think we can fully answer that. If we could, then woo, I have some ideas and options, but um, you know, I think there's an element to that that we can talk about. But yeah, I don't know what you think. Before we jump into the answer, I feel there's almost two questions in one in there and tell me what you think, but that's kind of how I see it almost. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And there's definitely some mindset stuff and there's definitely some strategy stuff within there. (laughs) Can we please then do that both ways? So we're going to go the first step and then you're going to, you can tell me a bit of mindset then I can get with the, with hardcore strategy. Obviously, okay. we can we can both like see we might both have a bit of peace on both, but I feel like I know that my brain will go into strategy first, um, and we can see for both of them what comes up. So let's do it. Reminder for everyone and also for ourselves because neither of us have been necessarily prepped as much. So my first side of the question I think is things that we can do every day or every week or every month to bring in new leads, nurture them, and ultimately get sales. So that is the first piece of the question or the brainstorming that we can think about. Do you want to start with the strategy stuff and then I can come in with the mindset stuff afterwards? I think probably for this one and then maybe for the next piece, you can start with mindset because I think there's also something to unpack in there. Does that, does that help? Absolutely. Um, I think stra- strategy wise, 
there's um there's something that I would say which is it can be it's probably a cop out of an answer, but it's actually set up your systems because the the main problem that we might have is that depending on your business and your value and the products you're offering, you will have to understand what are your daily, weekly, monthly practices that you can do. And then I'll give some more practical things, but I want to say this first, just because if I were an Instagram coach, which I'm not, obviously my, my vision is more holistic, but if I were only focusing on Instagram or emails, even if I love emails, then I would say, go for your email list or go for your Instagram. But again, because I also, obviously I'm a marketer and I do weekly research and a podcast just about marketing. I know that especially for social networks, but in general, things can change a lot. And so tools or formats and even your audience might change their interest or the way that they interact with a specific platform. So first, you need to understand what works for your audience even more than you. And so my first thing I would say, which I'm hoping is something that will happen in 2022 anyway, is marketers already are thankfully looking a bit more at user intent over flashy trends. And I hope that also a lot of um, entrepreneurs, especially service-based ones, but in general, can look more at the user intent of people that go into a specific platform or they go to their website Instead of thinking about, oh, this is a flashy new thing. You know, video is good, so I'm going to do video. I'm like, yeah, okay. But why, you know, who is your audience and how do they get inspired? How do they get entertained? How do they get motivated or educated? What, where do they go and how they consume content? Because realistically speaking, to, I think to, what was that? To get to know, to nurture, and then to convert storytelling is probably going to be still one of the most powerful ways to do that. And storytelling through content is also one of the most powerful ways to do that. So that's the first thing to say. It has to be tailored to the intent of your user when, or your audience when they go onto a platform or when they consume some content. So you need to go back to understand where would they go and why would they go there? And then once you get there, now I can give you practical stuff. Because now you know, okay, this is, and my suggestion would be nail one format slash platform slash place. And then maybe that diversify because you never know, especially with, with social media, but at least nail one first, you know, even if diversifying is good, don't, don't drag yourself to the ground by trying to do everything really poorly. So the second thing to that is that you're basically talking about the KLT no like and trust, which we talk about in our marketing, I should know the name of it, but marketing and content accelerator that we run every year. We talk about ways to build the no like and trust factor, which is basically get to know you, engage with you and nurture you and then convert. And that is where, again, less is more. I would say is less about weekly, monthly things that you can do. And it's more about how will your content strategy run in order for this to work for you and my main problem and I know this is a very loaded answer but it's it's a really hard thing to answer from a practical perspective and a strategic perspective it also is easier almost when you have only one thing if you're only offering one thing then you know that the conversion is to get a booked client so you know that if you're doing one-to-one coaching the most important thing is to create content that obviously is engaging that educates but also that introduces you if you're doing more of a course, then yes, you want to introduce yourself as a teacher, but actually the type of content might be slightly different because there's not as much of your face time in it. 
if you're doing a membership is more about the members you know so this is really a hard one to answer so I, I told you three things one most important user intent understand why your audience is going to be online because that's what probably you're going to create those practices for and where would they go second thing is build know like and trust with the content that you're going to create because i still believe the storytelling has got a massive pull and thirdly you want to then look at a system first so let's say like a content strategy but ideally you want to do it for the different you know focus on one revenue stream first if you can instead of trying to do everything and there's a fourth piece actually which is like well fabi did answer my question how can i create systems that's when you create the systems. It's hard for you to think about tasks that you do weekly, daily, monthly, if you don't have at least an idea of how, even when you're not doing things daily, because reasons, you at least have um, a content strategy or like a system that kind of works for you, whether it's a weekly podcast or a weekly video or um, a monthly blog post, I don't care, or a monthly newsletter. You want at least to have one place that if everything else fails, you can kind of get people to go back to and keep this kind of funnel in place. And then you can break that down and say, this is my strategy from a marketing perspective. Can I break it down now into the daily, weekly, monthly things that I can do? This is what I would say, because then on top of that, you do have, you know, the, the nurturing and onboarding of individual clients. But that to me is almost separate. And I think if you want to find a reliable strategy, you have to have something that can work for you when you're not working on it as much. So this was the longest answer to the question ever. And it's probably what I would say either to people that join our accelerator or even to a client. Obviously, then with the client, I know what they're doing. I know what they're working on, but I want to make this generic for everybody to understand. Now, Amy, from the receiving end, is this giving us actually something? or not, because I really wanted to try and give you something that can work, but also I want to be honest, and I don't want to give you a, a flashy answer that that is not going to work. Yeah, no, I think there are some really good tips there, and actually, even for those of us that do have marketing strategies already set up, that's a really good reminder of what it is in particular that we need to make sure that we have in place. Um, so yeah, no, I think, I think that makes total sense. I really love as well how you're saying, just like, Start on one thing to begin with and then, you know, make sure that you've always got something that you can come back to and then you can start to diversify. That's what you were saying, wasn't it, Fab? Yeah, cool. Fab was just giving me a bit of a look and I wasn't sure if I'd picked it up completely wrong. But no, that was great. And the no like and trust KLT. I've never heard of that little uh, abbreviation before. I like that. Um, um, Before you jump in, you need to know that marketers love acronyms. So whenever there's an acronym to be put in, we just throw it in. That's why. It reminds me a bit of a BLT, but it's uh, it's a marketing sandwich, not a tasty eating sandwich. There you go. So <laughs> coming, coming at it from a mindset perspective as well, as you're going through all of Fab's brilliant tips and you're trying to work out what is going to be your first step. You know, something to really consider is where are you going to find the most joy as well? In terms of your marketing, what are you going to enjoy the most? Because if you don't enjoy the kind of marketing that you're doing, you're less likely to stay consistent with it. So actually, you know, coming back to Fab's example of videos, for example, if everyone is telling you to do videos and you're like, 
I don't want to do a video. I don't want to do reels. It doesn't feel good for me. Um, actually, just to get consistent, I'd rather stick with grid posts and maybe some little stories, just some little snippets. Great. If that was, if that is what feels good and that is what gonna, is going to help you to build up some consistency, great. Equally, vice versa, just to flip it, um, because this is my own specific example, if you enjoy videos more than you enjoy creating captions and grid posts, great. Do that. Again, if that's going to allow you to build up that consistency. So for me, I know that I really enjoy showing up in stories. I know that I really enjoy doing lives. I really enjoy doing podcasts like this. Basically, anything where I can chat and anything where I don't specifically have to write, I'm like, great. That is my kind of marketing. So, you know, what do you really enjoy? And then how is that then going to allow you to be consistent with it? Because as I say, you are so much more likely to be consistent if you're doing something that you enjoy. That would be my main mindset top tip to get you started. Does that does that make sense, Bab? I hope that you were going to say that because I didn't want to mention it because I thought that was more on kind of like, you know, your mindset and choice and choices. But I hope that you could have seen, dear listener or heard because you're not seeing this. You might have heard that I consciously didn't mention any specific platform that you should be on necessarily. Now, something that you mentioned that I'm going to like bring up again one more time just to make sure that it kind of makes sense with both of us so you can have a, a perfect little sandwich you can take on home with you. Go Try and go where your audience is and try and understand that they use the platform. But as Amy mentioned, if being on Twitter makes you feel sick and you know that you're not going to be able to show up consistently, that then don't go there. But hopefully, out of, let's say, the five platforms, because people are pretty much everywhere, the five platforms or the five ways that people consume content, there will be one that would work for you. You know what I mean? And this is why, you know, look at the formats and the ways that work for them and then see, and then put yourself first in the way, as, as Amy mentioned, of, okay, what do I enjoy doing? So that you can combine what they want with what you want, because the golden thing here is the consistency. So in order to set up weekly monthly and daily, you have to have a combination of a strategy that has to be built on something that can be consistent for you by you both enjoying it, but also by you choosing something that can be done when you are not around. So if you're, my opinion at least, and I want to hear yours when we close up the, um, the first answer, if you only rely on, let's say, DMs on Instagram, they, first of all, I don't like people that kind of call DM me, but if you rely only on DMs on Instagram and then discovery calls for days, it's okay in itself. But if that means that for each discovery call to happen, you need to be there, DM people day and night, then it's really hard for you to have consistency. One, there's no story selling there. There's no value there exchange. But on top of that, it's really hard because you're literally trading in one per one. So this is why I want to stress again. This is why I always go back to marketing and content and storytelling first. How can you create a narrative of a story where, where is it going to be? What format do you love that you can use? And then that can help you then giving people the right calls to actions at the right time. I don't know if it's just me, but I find that that's why I always love to go with content and marketing and stories first, because it's something that you can also batch, you can also schedule, you can also set a system and consistency without you always having to be there. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think 
and you may this would this would be quite interesting you may disagree with this from a marketing perspective fab but I guess when you are thinking of consistency and you know you're talking about your monthly your weekly and your daily things that you can do um something that if clients come to me with this kind of thing and they're like I just I just can't I just can't do it I just can't bear it I can't keep consistent I can't do it every day it's too much then something that you know, then we may explore is, well, actually, okay, if you are able to be consistent, what does consistency look like to you? So is that three times a week? Is that what you're able to be consistent with to start with? Is it that actually you are able to show up five days a week for your audience? Is it that you're able to show up once a week for your audience, but that's going to be consistent for you? And that is what's going to feel good to get you started. Um, So you know, again, coming back from a mindset perspective, what feels good for you and what are you going to be able to stick with, especially in the beginning to get you going? Um, that's all. That's also another thing to, to think about. Why did you say I would disagree with that? Well, I don't know, because sometimes, sometimes, you know, when you feel like you've got to go every day and you've got to be putting your marketing out every day. And you should know me. So this is a very contentious moment right now in our friendship. I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling misrepresented by Miss, Miss Amy. No. no, actually, if anybody has ever joined one of my workshops, especially the email marketing ones, because that's where I always get this question, but also the content marketing ones that I do. And again, in the accelerator that I mentioned, which you'll find in the show notes, because I mentioned it 17 times. So I'm going to put in that. But um. I always say I would rather you consistency over frequency. I would rather you show up once a week, but that once a week you show up, then get excited. Or as you say, get peer pressured. We talked about peer pressure at the beginning of the episode for other reasons. You get peer pressured by what you see on Instagram, what people, other people are doing, what your mastermind is pushing you to do, to post one TikTok a day or two TikTok. I'm just using TikTok because there's a lot of content usually you would want to post. I would rather you post once a week if you enjoy doing it, but you feel there's a lot of time for you, just do it once a week. It's better to start off and create, first of all, you get out of your comfort zone a bit, but you get comfortable with it. You start understanding how it works, whatever the format is, if you're starting out. And also I'm going to go even more contentious. And if it's something that doesn't necessarily require your face as much, then at some point you even might want to automate it a bit or delegate it a bit even. And that is also fine. You don't have to do marketing in your business if you hate marketing. You will have to do it at some point, and I would always recommend it as a small business owner because you want to understand how it works and because you have to tell your story. So you have to be involved in that in some ways. But if you want to outsource some bits of it or most of it and you just want to be able just to tell your story and the rest can be done by somebody else, I'm also going to be controversial and say that that can be done because I know members of our community generally come to me and they're like I hate it and we're like okay how can we make it work for you because you figure out that it's not that they hate everything you hate some elements of it and you feel you cannot outsource them because for whichever reason you can't as long as you can tell your own story because that's you're, you're the best and most important assets of your brand that is also fine again we probably could go on about this forever but I know that this one question has another question so I'm gonna reread that if that's okay so that we can at least finish the question how do you establish a predictable income as a self-employed now i'm gonna have amy start with a mindset piece unless you're tapping out and then i can start with some practical stuff first 
Yeah. Do you know what? Let's start with the practical stuff first and then I'll, I'll come <laughs> in with the mindset. <laughs> She's like, please help. To be honest, when you think about it, it's, it's also, I think there's a couple of practical routes that I will go to that are quite natural. Again, I'm going to give you options. Maybe 99% of them work for you, but I'm going to go with a very pragmatic kind of list. First thing that I'll say is recurring clients. Obvious. You know, a recurring client base helps. Now, if then you don't like, for example, that might be more consulting or more coaching, so more one-to-one, if that's not necessarily where what floats your boats after a bit, it's always good to have that experience. But after a bit, you want to kind of diversify that and maybe completely take it out. That's fine. But you need to bear in mind that that is going to be a great way for you to have the consistency. So obviously, I want to say this, you have to get comfortable with the uncertainty. So that's maybe where the mindset piece comes in. Because being self-employed, I've been self-employed for nine years. That's what you sign up for. However, and this is another pragmatic and probably a bit easier for everybody to understand. Also make sure that as well as obviously saving for taxes and all those good things, you also start setting up a system that allows you to save for the rainy months because you might go through, and that's my third suggestion, get comfortable and familiar with your own business seasons. That's a new thing that I invented, but we, we have heard of this. Like there are cycles because of what your business does and the services you provide. You'll figure out there are times that are more busy than others. So that's another pragmatic way that is not tied into types of um, products that you can sell that can help. So this and the saving sort of side of it or having that kind of money can really help from a practical perspective. Now, two more ideas to float around when it comes to actual products and things that you can do in services aside from you know obviously retainer clients or retainer ways are obviously things like recurring products like memberships masterminds or even other things that maybe I don't have the community piece in it so obviously we talk about it in the digital accelerator we do talk a lot about those because they are quite common but also slightly higher ticket uh, services I guess or digital products with um, with quarterly recurrings can also be really helpful. And this will be the third one. There's obviously millions, but I'll give you these, these three options for products. And this is more like, um, you know, we run a certification with Auto Marketing School, which is our sister brand. And that is in itself is high, very high ticket, is a very specific thing. It runs for cohorts and it really helps us as self, self-employed, as, as a company helps us creating a bit of seasonality and frequency with that. So it really helps us with that. So it's almost kind of understanding what works for you and how to make and you know what products you also enjoy creating or hosting or facilitating. But there has to be a recurrence in order to give you a bit more peace of mind. However, one, important to have a financial system that supports you for the months that you can't. Two, really, it's hard, but try and start understanding a bit of the business cycles and seasons. And three, which I'm going to lead into Amy, obviously you don't have to talk about this, but I think that's one mindset piece that comes to mind for me get comfortable with the uncertainty because it's it's a big part of it as well sadly yeah absolutely I mean um I've been freelance for self-employed for 10 years yeah 10 11 god getting old aren't I 10 11 years I always I always have been self-employed you know I've never had um a full-time employed role and so yes 
the uncertainty is something that you very quickly get used to. And it may well be for the first year or two that actually you are just feeling away and you are finding out your business seasons and when the busier periods are and when the quieter periods are. But one thing that I oh, there's a, there's a few things I was just making a couple of notes, actually, as Fab was as Fab was say, speaking there. And some things to think about are. Just like your marketing in terms of the work that you're doing. Think about what lights you up. Think about what feels really good for you. So again, you know, Fab has been brilliant. She's put out lots of different options of things that you can and should do to diversify your income when you are self-employed. But actually, you know, again, if it doesn't feel good, you're less likely to want to do it. Your heart's not going to be in it. So think about what really lights you up. What gives you lots of energy in your business? You know, when you're self-employed, you have the opportunity to do things in the way that you want to do them. So what is going to light you up? And something that you can literally start by doing is a big mind map of all the things you could do. They may be completely and utterly ridiculous or they may be 10 years down the line. But hey, if something lights you up, stick it down on a big mind map because there may just be something in it. There may just be something in it. So, you know, do some dreaming, get excited. It could be a nice thing to do. Um, you know, if you've got a quiet afternoon, one afternoon, get a cup of tea, get a big mind map, get some Sharpies and mind map out things that feel really good for you and that will light you up in your business and the kind of work that you may want to do going forwards. Then protect your boundaries and protect your energy. So I think as, as someone who is self-employed, it can be very easy to be working all hours of the day, to be working 12 hours a day, to constantly be saying yes, because you feel like you have to. But actually, you know, it's that whole notion of putting your oxygen mask on first before you can help other people. And it is the same in your business. So what boundaries do you need in place to be able to protect your energy to make sure that you can show up in the best way that you can for your business? And then the thirdly is be okay with reaching out for some support from people. You know, if you need some help with systems, you know, ask someone. If you need some help with strategy, ask someone. If you need some help with your mindset, ask someone. Get that support, whether it's business related, whether it's home, family, you know, whatever. If you need support somewhere, then don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Because again, it can be very easy in the self-employed world to think that you have to be an expert at everything and you have to be able to do it all. And that is simply not true. So have a think about where do you need some support? Where can you reach out to other people and reach out? Because it's, it's by reaching out, by building connections with other people and by seeking guidance from other people that you're going to be able to move forwards and you're going to be able to grow and expand within your business. So yes, those would be my three things. Find what feels good, protect your boundaries and your energy, and don't be afraid to reach out and get support from people too. I feel like we were given like a whole kind of business marketing mindset strategy. So I really, really hope it helps uh, everyone. Obviously, we, we try to make it as broad as possible. Obviously, I know Rebecca, she's one of our members. So I know her, but I was trying to make it as generic as possible for everyone. And I am biased, but I'm going to say that you need to have the mindset piece and then you need to have the strategy piece 
And that's why it's important to have both sides, because again, if you go with something because somebody says to you that you need to have a group coaching program and you bloody hate facilitating group because it gives you anxiety, then why would you do that? You know, it's kind of like, you know, you maybe feel a bit like you've got a better system in place, but then it's something that makes you miserable. So I think it's really important to pick what we, that's also probably why both of us give you a lot of things to think about, because then you pick what resonates with you. And the only thing I'm going to say before we close up today is start with one thing, especially if you ask the question or if the question also was floating in your head, start with one thing. My suggestion would be start with something that the first step should be one of the ones that excites you. There's like whether it's, so my be a lot of the mindset stuff, I'll be honest, unless you're me, most of the stuff is like, you know, the dreaming and the, and the, and the thinking and the, and then if you start with something that is a bit more kind of putting into the universe, then go back to the strategy piece and be like, okay, I got all these fun things. Now, what is in the first step I'm going to take from a more strategic perspective so that you got a bit of both to help you out with the first steps. Now, first of all, thank you, Amy, again for joining us for yet another episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed that question. Thanks, Rebecca, for submitting that question. That was a, that was a juicy one. I liked it. I know it was a juicy one for our sandwich with the knitting head. And a cup of positivity. And a cup of, oh, so much today. So, so much has been thrown into your face. You're like, beginning of January, I don't know what to do. You're welcome. Um, as you see, if you ask the questions, they shall be answered. So you can ask anonymously, obviously, or you can, or, or, or not. Obviously, if you are in the community, you can also ask us. If not, you can ask us on Instagram and go at Creative Impact Core. You can send us a DM and say question for Fab and Amy, or just watch out for one hour question stickers. Obviously, we are, you know where we are, we know where you can find us. So I'm going to let Amy close down by let us know where we can find out more about her if they have any further questions about all the good things you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Amy Layton. You can drop me a DM um, or you can find me at my website, amylayton.com. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.